0: I'm Michael Rand. I got Lavelle E. the III here with me. Lavelle, how you doing? Great. Good morning, sir. Hope all is well with you. We are good. Had a second. Uh, I was hearing myself because I had forgotten to mute my uh, Facebook feed. But everything's okay now.
1: So if you are wondering what that strange pause was, but uh, no yeah, pause. That goes on a lot, man. I mean, we yeah. have uh, interviews in the, in the press box after games and if yeah. everybody microphone open there's the echo thing that goes on so we have to scream at each other turn off their microphones it's it's just that's how you have to do interviews in uh, this covid world we live in the covid world we live in the covid world we live in
0: has uh and a little bit of weather has necessitated that there are 20 major league baseball games scheduled today 20 uh, including two twins tigers games at target field in which the twins are the road team in one of them I yes, um so they but, could get walked off at target field wouldn't that be something that'd be crazy for their sake i hope it doesn't happen the tigers gave them all sorts of problems uh in in detroit last weekend They've, they're playing a lot better than they were think like our colleague patrick royce pointed out that uh, the tigers were 53 and a half games back last september when they came to target field uh, a little bit of a different story now but it's been an interesting year, you know. Aside from the the dynamics and the and the you know the, the challenges of, of you know that are presented by, that are presented by COVID, you know the twins have had a lot of injuries. They're getting some of these guys back, like Buxton and Josh Donaldson. They got Pineda back from his suspension, but you know half an hour before we before we you know went went live here, Max Kepler goes on the injured list. So where, where do you how, where's this team stack up right now for you on you know levels of concern versus you know h- how they stack up for the rest of the regular season but also as they think about postseason play eventually too
1: well the thing that we've learned from this year that um, things that click one year don't always click the next year and uh, this has not been the bomb squad I mean let's just be frank about it You know this has not been this has not been a team that's just bash opposing pitching staffs to death and have you know hit five six seven in uh, a couple of times uh, last year even eight home runs in a game uh, and when they lost the six straight games, I don't think they scored more than four runs in any of those games. And a lot of them was like 2 one runs. Um, but Wednesday when they beat the White Sox, uh, they scored eight runs. That was the first time since August 12th they had scored eight in a game. Mm. And that was the first time since August 12th that they hit three home runs in a game. So they, they have not been a team that, um, that they were a, a year ago. And I think that's been an issue. Parvitt's been injuries. Um, Parvitt's been uh, guys regressing. I mean, before Mitch Garver got hurt, he was doing absolutely nothing at the plate, and he hit like with thirty home runs, thirty-two home runs last year. And one oh, of the yeah. so catchers, yeah. you know, um, Kepler was had a big year last year. He had kind of been scuffling before he landed on the injured list as well. Um, and you know, Donaldson, Buxton being out, I think, I think hurt. Um, especially you look at their OPS against left-handed pitchers versus righties; it's been abysmal. It has been much worse than what it is against righties. And I think teams are going to be stacking lefties against the Twins the rest of the season. I think I think they're, they're facing three lefties here in the next few days. So um, it, it's, it's, it was pretty big for them to get both Buxton and Donaldson back. And I thought it was rather telling. Buxton gets in the lineup on Tuesday, makes a big catch, drives in the winning run. Donaldson gets in the lineup on Tuesday, hits a big two-run double, has two hits in the game. You know, they came back and made an impact. They needed those bats in that lineup. And to, moving forward, you know, Hopefully the, 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 the burst of energy and adrenaline they got from seeing some of their buddies back in the lineup and plus the return of Michael Pineda from a 60-game suspension means they don't have to have bullpen games anymore. You know, uh, you know, they may be set up here to maybe get on a little streak here because they're feeling better about themselves after the last two games.
0: How much of, you know, the offense, you're right. They're, they're not the bomb, the squad. I mean, Nelson Cruz still is. Uh, and Miguel so yes. has, has been in, uh, you know, as, uh, after slumping kind of in the, the start of the year, you know, coming back from injuries, he's kind of done the same. But how much of this is, you know, small sample size? How much of it do you think is the, you know, the conspiracy, conspiracy theory is probably the wrong word, but the baseball sure seems different this year than it maybe was last year? And are they missing James Rowson, the, the, the hitting coach that, you know, presided over
1: 307 home runs? Well, one, I think, like I said before, I think it's hard to duplicate. The, I mean, the Twins set a record for home runs last year. You know, were they, were they a lock to pass that this year, or at least the home run rate from a year ago? That's uh, never a given. Two, um, there are some people in baseball that have 15, 16 home runs hit, I believe, already. I think Soler, someone's up to 15. Major League Baseball. So I don't know if it's necessarily the ball. Um, I also I think that pitchers are um, pitchers are adjusting to the launch angle. And we're seeing more pitchers get away with breaking balls up in the strike zone. Yeah. It seems up in the zone is one way to mitigate the uh, the launch angle generation. And it looks like that's what's going on a little bit here. You're seeing breaking balls through. I mean, I mean, I grew up watching baseball in the 70s. Um, <laughs> You hang a breaking ball; it's supposed to be hit 400 feet. But the way these guys are swinging bats right now, and um, their approaches, those those upper breaking pitches are actually working. Um, So, and um, what you uh, said, what other point you said? uh, You mentioned uh, Rawson. Rawson. I I think Rawson it may be a factor here. You know, Rawson was a um, uh, had experience in the majors when the Twins hired him a little bit, and uh, I think he clicked well with that with with the guys in the, in the clubhouse um, Edgar Varela, you know, was in the organization and, you know, I'm sure he means when he works hard, but I, I don't know if he was the same impact that the Rousen had. And I'm looking at the Marlins. I, if I, I, I think I've seen the Marlins uh, have some offensive uh, mm-hmm. offense a little bit with that lineup. And they've got a bunch of young developing guys in there. So uh, Rousen just may be pretty savvy. It's crazy, man. You think about what's happened in the last few years. Um, the twins lost their assistant pitching coach to the Mets. They lost Rawson to the Marlins. Uh, they lost um, one of their um, hitting coaches to the Red Sox. I mean, I covered this team for 23 years. I, the, the Twins have never been rated for coaches, but in the last two three years, they have. You know, that, t- that shows you um, the ability of this organization to recognize talent in the coaching ranks and hire the right people. So. I, I would say in the long, long run, maybe Edgar needed a full season or maybe needed a uh, longer time, to, uh, more time to get to know these guys and work with them a little bit. And maybe there's always an adjustment period in the terminology and the jargon that one coach brings that may be different from what the other coach brings. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Edgar Varela sucks as a coach. But maybe there is a transition period that needed to happen and that uh, a, a pandemic uh, reduced schedule is not helping. That's a good point.
0: I mean, there's, again, you, we might end up having to throw a lot of things out from this year just because of how unusual it, everything has been. The circumstances, different people adapt to, you know, the way that this game is being played in different ways, and the sample is going to be a lot smaller. Regardless, it's kind of been the when you know holding them together. You know, it's been, they've had enough offense, but there's, there's been pitching to, to kind of to kind of back to back up what they what they've needed to do. It hasn't necessarily come from, you know, the exact sources you might imagine because rizzi has been been out for most of this season, you know, yeah. just made his first start. And, and Taylor Rogers hasn't been Taylor Rogers this year. So it's been different, different yep. people yep. contributing, but, you know, still we're at this spot. They're 22 and 16 going into this doubleheader. It's going to be very, very hard for this team to miss the playoffs Correct. In, in a, in, you know, with 22 games left um, of a shortened season where eight teams in each league make the playoffs. But that wasn't the goal coming into the season. Are you Have you adjusted – do you think we need to adjust expectations from World Series or Buster? Or do you think this
1: still is a team that can do just that? I still think once you get in this – it's going to be a crazy tournament this year. Once you get in that uh, the Final 16, I think anything can happen. And I think the, there's a lot of teams that have shown their warts this year. The Yankees added Garrett Cole, but they still have – A lot of pitching problems, and they can't stay healthy. You know, the the fans who were getting on the Twins for Baby and uh, uh, Donaldson through this calf injury. Well, I believe it was Judge who had a calf injury with the with the Yankees, and he came back quick, and he's back on the DL. Or Stanton, sorry, I get the Twin Towers mixed up. One of us came back from a calf injury and had to go right back on the IL because they tweaked the calf. So, so there's been injuries. There has been COVID, the absences. um, You know. Right now, it looks like the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now, but uh, and the, and the Rays look like they're pretty dangerous. And I've always been a big Oakland backer. I like the Oakland A's. I I think that's a quality team. They got bats. I love Matt Chapman. I love Matt Olson. I love Loreano. I love Simeon. And um, they've got a bullpen. And former Twin Liam Hendricks is dealing mm-hmm. as the closer there right now. So I actually think the postseason could be awesome. Um, and there's rumors we should we should get an announcement here soon, um, Mike. Mm-hmm. That. I think, the, I think baseball is going to try to um, regionalize the postseason and have the AL in one section of the country and the NL in another section of the country and then having the World Series at, um, at one of those locations. So um, it, it's going to be interesting here, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the Twins, once you get in that mixer, um, teams are going to be worried about pitching to the Twins, especially if they're healthy. That's the one thing that uh, will carry over from last year. And with Donaldson in it, healthy in the lineup with Cruz, Sano looks like he's gotten over a rocky start. Uh, and Polanco still gives you tough at-bats. You know, there's still things to worry about. The, the, the Twins still throw issues and problems at opposing pitching staffs. Um, and, though, the big question is the Twins lack a true ace. And with the rotation they have, uh, can someone step up and give them a big outing in a big spot? Is that Kent Ameda? Is that Randy Dobnak after the experience he had last year? Uh, is it Michael Pineda, who was pitching as well as anyone in a rotation before he got suspended last year? Those questions will be answered uh, as we move forward in the postseason.
0: Yeah, I think Maeda's got the best chance at this point. He's been pitching like an ace, uh, again, only in, uh, you know, a ha- you know, a, a small part of a small season. But uh, that that's an encouraging postseason sign. I wanted to ask you, too, it feels like. You know, does the expanded postseason. I think when we talked at the start of the year, we were very focused on 60 games. Every game matters so much more. Does the expanded postseason kind of, kind of wiped that away a little bit. And do you think the Twins can have have been afforded the chance to be extra cautious with some of these injured players because? You know, getting into the postseason is easier, and if there's a bubble, there's not even going to be a home field advantage really, except for being able to bat last uh, in, you know, in in a a possible you know playoff series. You know, winning your division doesn't carry nearly the same weight that it might in a normal year.
1: Yeah, and that's I don't in theory I don't like that situation. I think if you're going to play 162 games, um, that um, you know you should know who's good and who's bad by then. In that uh, the playoff field should be shrunk. In uh, this crazy year, I can understand why they're expanding the playoffs. I'm just worried it's going to be here to stay. You know, um, yeah. there's money to be made for the networks by having more teams in the postseason. Uh, no, no doubt about that. But if you're going to do that, I just think it's unfair to have teams play 162 games and then let mediocre teams get in. So, yeah. and of course, the Lavelle plan was always for them to shrink the schedule down to 154 games. So we can reduce the the uh, the need to watch a crappy number five starter mm. take down uh, across the league, you know. <laughs> so, um, but but yeah, I think uh, teams can afford to be more careful with inj- uh, with players who have chronic injuries or are hobbled, uh, as long as they're you know as long as they're still in the mixer here to uh, make the postseason and get them healthy for that run. I, I think that's, I, I think you're gonna see that approach pop up here in September if you have some Alchie guys like. The Dodgers, probably, you know what? The Dodgers will probably find a reason to put Clayton on the IL in September because they always got a bad back, which he's had, had He's had back problems before, just to keep him ready for the October grind. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that activity go on in, uh, later this month.
0: Kepler on the injured list. We get to look at Brent Rooker, right? What, uh, what, what's the scouting report on on Rooker? Aside from a lot of a lot of raw power, from what I understand.
1: Yes, he does. He definitely has raw power. Um, uh, he's played for Team USA. You know, he's uh, he, he's coming through the. He's been at Rochester the last couple of years. It's probably his time to show if he could play in the major in the majors. You know, um, yeah, you know, the, the twins. The twins being the twins right now. There's guys that are being blocked. You know, Trevor Larnick and Alex Kirilov are probably in that same situation as well. And and Rooker being. Uh, I don't have the media guy in front of me. I, I gotta believe he's like 25 years old by now. Uh, it's probably his time. To he can do the issue with Rooker is that he's not a good defensive player so the defense right, right field is gonna suffer a little bit uh, I think he can play a little first base but I'm, I don't know how recently he's done that so but um, you drive the ball to off fields uh, he's gonna strike out so it's gonna be you're gonna see some swing and miss some sail and fail excuse me a second here <coughs> so you're gonna see uh, you are gonna see him uh, uh, miss the ball a lot but when he touches the ball he's got a chance to leave the ballpark and lead the ballpark very well. So, in that regard, he fits in with the whole Obama squad mentality. And it would just be cool to see kind of a fresh face in the lineup. I know fans are always clamoring. It's kind of like in football. Everybody wants to back a quarterback to get a shot when the starter is not doing well. mm-hmm. The Fans always think that the, the, the hot shot in the minors is the answer. And it's not always like that. You know, there's an adjustment period. Do not underestimate how hard it is to play Major League Baseball versus playing A baseball. And Rooker's going to find that out right now.
0: Yeah, 25 years old, almost 26. He'll turn 26 in November, so definitely kind of time to find out uh, on him if he can help. Um, definitely fits the the mold. He was a 2018 draft pick, maybe, or he was one of the early classes of the Falvey Levine era. So yeah, he's he's interesting. It's it's just gonna kind of a matter of getting this thing to the finish line. It feels like, and they got a lot. They're gonna have a lot of
1: games this month, right? I mean, they've got yeah. I just think it's, gonna, it's gonna stretch them. It's gonna stretch them. I, th- I just think they need to find their form and get healthy and stay as, he- as healthy as possible. I mean, the, the starting rotation has not been healthy all year. And we started right. with Rizzi having an issues. And, and, um, and, you know, Homer Bailey made one start and we haven't seen him. He, right. He disappeared. You know, right. where's Homer? <laughs> you know? That's a good question. I, I kind of, I actually, I honestly even just kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was just like a biceps injury, they said. And it's been over a month now. It's been crazy. And, rich Hill you know made a start and he had um, he had a, he had an issue and uh, it's take it take, took him several weeks and now um, he's been really healthy skeletal where his pitchy looks like he gets everybody at one point and you know he's walking the bases loaded you know and yeah. um, to me uh, getting that rotation steady and letting a guy pitch in the seventh inning once in a while wouldn't hurt either and take the pressure off the bullpen but I will say this though because I looked it up the other day the twins was just just like 11th or 12th in bullpen innings, I was convinced they'd be top five. And they're not. Yeah. Other teams have been having to cover 15, 17, 18 outs in the game, which is crazy, you know. Um, I kind of look at it that way. How many outs does a bullpen have to cover a game? Sure. When you take – you know, when you take, you know, when you take uh, Hill out of a start on Tuesday, you've got 17 outs to go, and I'm like, that's not good. And in a close game, you're going to use all your, your, your quality relievers and not the guys who are, who are usually pitch when you're trailing. So I mean, they were out of gas for that that uh, that Tuesday game. So Pineda being able to do what he could do, and Wizard being able to come in and get the save was "Hmm." huge. So, but yeah, that was that was a big game. They' tired of babble forever, but no. But that you're right, though. That just to back up a little bit, that
0: that win over Chicago when the bullpen was depleted and lost six in a row. I mean, I I, you know ultimately they would have pulled out of that spin at some point, but that that felt like a, a pretty important win at the time.
1: Coming off a game in which the White Sox tried to give the Twins the, the game, they committed three errors in one inning and were 5-for-20 with runs in scoring position, and the Twins still lost the game. Okay. Yeah. Like the worst game we've seen all year. That was Trump by Wednesday's game, which I thought may have been worse than Monday's game, when uh, the White Sox committed four errors. The Twins were charged with one error, but they botched two other plays in the field. I'm sitting there going, this is horrible. You know, and the game's ending at 10-40, and I got like 25 minutes to follow the story. And I'm waiting for Zoom to start. I was like, "This oh, is like
0: the <laughs> deal with Lavelle's problems now, too." <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. No, his- no, 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 no. It's okay. On, on your show. Well, you got <laughs> you got. They, they only got the only get bullpen shouldn't have to get too many outs today because both these are seven inning games, right? These, right, correct. So if so you get if you get a starter go six today, that's almost
1: like going eight.
0: You know, you only get yeah. a certain amount of outs.
1: I just get nervous when managers start thinking, well, since this is a seventh inning game, I have to behave as if this is the fourth, right. even though we're in. Yeah, and when we get to the fourth, they have to pretend it's the seventh. You know? Right. So I don't want to see Rocco making pitching moves in the fifth just because, wait a minute, which innings two are dead in the game? i to make a pitching change. No, you don't. You're <laughs> pitching just leave him on the field, okay? If Dobnek is on a roll, let him chew up the Tigers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Tigers have been better. I mean, they, you know, they, 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 took, they took all those games last weekend. They, they seem like they've got some bullpen arms. They hit the ball a little bit more, so, you know. Um, they're, but, they're headed in the right push. direction. Yeah, um, less
1: pushovers. I, I, they're headed in the right direction. Rick Anderson's got some arms. To, 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 you know, Casey Mize is a high-end starter. Um, they got another kid named um, Manning that's supposed to be good. But the, the one guy I never heard of before is this left-hander named Skirtle who throws 96. And I'm like, where did this guy come from? Okay, so now Detroit's getting some power arms in the rotation. So that that will get things, that will get things turned around quickly. Once you can get some young, ta- talented pitchers with upside and, and have Rick Anderson work with them, I know for as much abuse he took here in this town, he did have a two-time Cy Young Award winner, Johan Santana, by the way. And when he did have a guy who could strike out people, he let him strike out people. All right. It's one thing to have to coach Nick Blackburn and, and Kevin Slowey and Sam DeDuno and, and Scott Diamond, okay? <laughs> who, who don't? None of them touch ninety or maybe ninety-one, but it's another when you get a guy like Santana. So Rick Anderson knows how to uh, develop talented arms, and I think Detroit's going to be best, uh, better uh, sooner than later. I'm going to start breaking
0: out in hives if you start naming more of those early, early, <laughs> decade, early last decade pitchers, man. That's uh, I, I covered them yeah. all. You didn't even name the worst of them. I mean, Diduno actually gave him some good, uh, some good starts one year. I mean, you could have yes, he did. You could have gone Mike Pelfrey. You could have gone Mike Pelfrey on me, and I would have just been uh, you know, right
1: into the. Right well, into I think the, we have Mike Pelfrey uh, part two in uh, Rich yeah. Hill. Rich Hill pretty much yeah. flogs himself after games when he doesn't pitch well. Uh, it's pretty entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they guess they still got a lot to sort out. This regular season's only got a few weeks left, and they got a bunch of games to to still play. Um, Including, is this a five game series with
1: Detroit? That's correct because it's of, because of a doubleheader today and mm-hmm. it's a round series. So it concludes on Monday, Labor Day.
0: Yeah, amazing. Well,
1: Lavelle, good stuff, man.
0: I appreciate it. Um, you know, thanks for everybody who joined us here on either the live show or on the, uh, on the podcast. We'll do this again soon. And uh, yeah, let's go watch some baseball. Absolutely. Have a good time. You too.